Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another conversation where we get to answer your questions. So it's called Questions and Answers with POD. And tonight is going to be an amazing night as we get to take your questions and by the word of God respond to those questions i'm enjoying the interactive sessions because they are very important those of you who have sent in um questions repetitively i want to say thank you thank you for doing that i I believe that many people are benefiting immensely from the questions that you are asking okay without any further ado let us pray father we have come under the influence of your word thank you for giving me clarity of thoughts nimbleness of speech thank you for making it easy for me to communicate the living word tonight and thank you because this word is entering the hearts of your people and it is producing great and mighty results in their lives but we trust that miracles will be bettered in this meeting tonight jesus will be revealed and glorified and your people will be blessed in jesus name amen and amen praise god okay so we're just gonna go right into it now um let me say this before we go on um you know feedback reaching me um basically has to do with the concerns that certain people might have with regards to their names being mentioned um as regards to the questions that they are asking so i want all of us to relax okay um trust that i am sensible enough (laughs) For lack of a better word to um censor what needs to be censored um and then of course review what needs to be reviewed but looking at the questions that have been asked so far none of those questions are of a sensitive nature so just trust that if i see a question that needs to be that you know identity protection is needed be very assured that we're going to do that um i just feel that the reason why we mention the names is to make it as human as possible so that you know that actual people not robots you know are sending in you know questions and are actually asking questions um it, it puts a humanity to it it kind of humanizes the entire process you know and doesn't make it very distant and all of that but 
I, I want to assure you that if there is need for us to protect your identity, if you ask a question, we definitely will, okay? Because the wisdom of God is at work in us and we always know what to do. But right now, in the grand scheme of things, no one is being hurt by the peculiarity of the questions that are being asked. So be be resolute and be assured that it's 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 okay okay we we need to put a humanity a human face and a human experience to the entire process so that people actually know that you know actual human beings are asking these questions um now before we go into you know the questions for tonight i just really want to say something you know for every question that has been asked i am responding with the word of god okay it's very important um, that you realize that the word of god is the basis for our response okay um this is not human philosophy we are not you know if you ask a physics question it it wouldn't make sense for somebody to use biology to answer the, the physics question except if it relates okay but my point is because we are believers it is important that we don't veer off into philosophy and psychology and humanistic thinking it is important that if believers ask questions you see this is very important if believers have questions they look to god's word they look to god's opinion for answers to their questions so it doesn't mean believers don't have questions the difference is where do we look for answers so we always look to the word of god all right to the inspired revelation of god's word for the answers to our questions okay so having said that we have um a question here two questions actually from our dear dillis so dillis is asking a question here and she says hello sir I trust this email meets you well. I'd like to know your opinion on tattoos. Wow, that's actually very interesting. Tattoos and what scriptures say about it. Okay, lovely. So that's the first question. Would 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 uh, would respond to that, and then we would look at her second question. So, what does the Bible say? about tattoos now to respond to this question i'm going to respond first from the spiritual perspective then i'll give you a little human advice okay so the spiritual perspective and you know some form of advice a little human of advice okay now to respond to this question okay i am going to you know say a couple of things that i believe would bless you as i was putting the responses to these questions uh down the spirit of god flooded my heart with light so much light that i would need to take some time to explain this to you now let me explain first as believers as believers in christ jesus we do not look to the word to look for laws to keep 
we look to the word to look for a light to live by powerful stuff so we do not look to the word to look for what is right or what is wrong what is good and what is what is bad we look for the light to live by we look so so it's not about what is good or what is bad it's about what whether something is living or something is dead you see so um when we are believers in christ jesus we don't live by rules we don't live by this is good this is bad okay no we don't we don't look to scripture to look for rules all right to live by this is very important you want to write it down we do not look to the word to look for rules we look to the word to see jesus revealed now i'm going to answer your question i'm going to answer dillis i'm going to answer your question and i believe this is going to benefit everybody you know and after answering your question i'm now going to bring out the revelation that is requisite for the conversation that we are having okay so the first thing would be to turn our bibles to the book of leviticus leviticus chapter number 19 in verse number 27 leviticus chapter number 19 and verse number 27 now it says it says this it says you shall not round the corners of your heads neither shall you mar the corners of your beards verse 28 verse 28 you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead nor print any marks upon you i am the lord your god okay i am the lord your god um, if you look at it from another translation maybe the tpt or any other translation okay the tpt yeah let's go to another translation and just look at it maybe we look at the amplified classic 27 and 28 it says you shall not round the corners of the hair of your heads nor trim the corners of your beards as some idolaters do you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead or print nor print or tattoo any marks upon you i am the lord your god so pay attention to this because this is now very important if you are somebody who likes to look for rules and look for regulations then you would see that verse 27 flows right into verse 28 so for those of us guys who have who are beard gangs and who are side bearded and you have beards and all of that the law <laughs> actually says that nothing should touch your beards no wonder moses and the rest of them and the pharisees and the sadducees you know would keep very full beards because it was actually um and i it was something that re re represented idol worship to cut your beards isn't that amazing <laughs> isn't that amazing guys you know but today all of y'all just get up and just go to the barber shop and just say baba just give me give me give me give me goatee give me <laughs> if you were under the law you'd be in serious trouble for doing that do you see what i'm saying you'll be in 
absolute trouble for doing that you see so now those who are looking for laws to keep all right um are already in trouble because this tells you that there are other things that you may not even look at that are also you know legalistically wrong that if you get to do them you would have broken a law you see so let's continue then you will know exactly where i am going with this conversation okay so let's 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 continue verse 28 says you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead nor print or tattoo any marks upon you i am the lord so um some people would be amazed that the word tattoo even shows up in the bible you know so if you want to stay with those who would want to stay with you're not supposed to put a tattoo please listen carefully don't assume you know where i'm going no <laughs> just listen carefully okay those who uh would be advocates for you know um not wearing tattoos if they say no you must not pierce your body you must not cut your body you must not um you know put any piercings or any tattoos on your body there is something preceding that which is you shouldn't shave your beards okay so imagine today that people are not allowed to shave their beards okay now so i told you earlier that we don't look to scripture to look for laws to keep we don't look to scripture to look for what is good and what is evil this is what put adam and eve into trouble all right there was the tree of life and then there was the tree of good and evil they went to eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and they did not eat out of the tree of life you know so in in all of this that whole eden conversation god is using it to teach us selective eating selective receiving all right that you are you're supposed to be eating from the tree of life not from the tree of knowledge and good and evil of, of good and evil because the tree of life superimposes on good and evil if you have life then you have the lesser included in the greater but people can have the knowledge of good and evil and not have life and so that's why jesus did not come to make bad people good jesus came to make dead people live whilst we were dead in our trespasses and sins he came and paid the price for us to live so that being said we do not look to scripture for um, the knowledge of good and evil we look to scripture for life so it means that this entire setting does not speak to the believer who is in christ jesus this conversation here does not speak to the believer who is in christ jesus because the last time i checked you know jesus nailed all of these legal requirements to the cross so let me now answer your question is it wrong is it bad for a believer to put on a tattoo the answer is no it is not wrong it is not bad for a believer to put on a tattoo but it does not stop there so follow me and let me show you the reason why you should look to scripture to see jesus and not to see rules to keep now let's turn our bibles to the book of isaiah chapter number 14 sorry isaiah chapter number 49 I'm gonna do a quick one here isaiah 49 i mean i'm gonna do a very quick one here because we we don't have all the time 
Isaiah chapter number 49, we're going to read from verse 15. I want to read from the King James, Isaiah 49 in the King James. Right, so we're in Isaiah chapter number 49 and we're looking from verse 15. Pay attention to this. This is going to help you. Isaiah 49 from verse 15. Let's start from verse 14. It says, or let's start from verse 13. All right. It says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people, and he will have mercy on upon his afflicted. Verse 14. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. So pay attention to the conversation here. The conversation here is that somebody is saying that, you know, somebody has forsaken him. Somebody has forgotten him. That God has forsaken Zion. God has forgotten Zion. You know, and all of that. Now, God in response to these people, all right, in verse 15 now says, Can a woman forget her suckling child that he should, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? now says yeah they may forget yet will i not forget you you see now let's look at verse 16 he says for behold i have and i have graven thee upon the palm of my hand thy walls are continually before me now pay attention to this he says behold i have graven you on the palm of my hand in other words god is saying another other translations to say i have tattooed you on the palm of my hand now you know in time past we we'll say you see even god wears a tattoo okay and so it is not wrong okay right but not completely true okay right but not not holistically true all right so when it says i have engraved you i have graven you on the palm of my hand I want you to pay attention to the word palm of my hands palm of my hand now in you know we we know that you can put tattoos anywhere in the person's body but it's very rare for you to see people put a tattoo on their palm very rare i mean or right on your palm now the other thing i want you to pay attention to and something is going to hit you in a bit Pay attention to the fact that this is Isaiah talking here. And Isaiah is a messianic prophet. So when Isaiah was speaking to Israel, it was a prophecy that was going to include the rest of the world, including you and I. You know, so it means that Isaiah was not just talking about giving room for wearing of tattoos isaiah was pointing to something deeper he says the what isaiah is saying is the reason why i will not forget you is because i have engraven you on the palm of my hand and you are mine so that's why i'm not going to forget you so we will have to look at another scripture this is a time when we're going to depend on scripture to interpret scripture so what was isaiah pointing to here what was he saying What was he actually pointing to? Okay, so let's look at the answer. In John 20 and verse 25, 
we'll see the answer and then we'll come back here so let's go to john 20 and verse 25 john 20 and verse 25 okay you're going to be so blessed tonight now john 20 and verse 25 says this the other disciple therefore said unto him we have seen the lord they are talking to thomas now all right let's start let's even start from verse 23 okay whosoever sins ye remit they are remitted unto them please make eye contact with god's word and whosoever sins you retain they are retained but thomas one of the twelve called didymus was not with them when jesus came verse that so that's a good place to start verse 25 the other disciples therefore said unto him we have seen the lord but he said unto them except i see in his palm in his hand the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and trust my hand into his side i will not believe so pause a minute because we are going to continue in fact let's continue verse 26 and after eight days again some of you already know where i'm going but let's continue and after eight days again his disciples were within and thomas with them then came jesus the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said peace be unto you then he said to thomas reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and trust it into my side and be not faithless but believing so pay attention jesus was addressing the doubt of thomas and then he was using facts he was using like his hand he says put your hand into put your hand right there into where those nails pierced now remember the isaiah scripture he says behold i have graven you in the palm of my hand and then jesus rose up here and says look if you put your my um, 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 what's his name Thomas was saying unless I put my finger in you know the print of the nails and trust my hand in his side I would not believe now Jesus showed up and said you know what put your finger in the nail prints in other words what this scripture is actually pointing to is something deeper than just an opportunity to wear a tattoo like i've already told you there will never be anything wrong with wearing a tattoo however the scripture we just looked at and the one we are looking at now is pointing to something greater so the conversation is this is the reason why i cannot forget you there are receipts called the nails that has pierced my hand okay there are receipts called the, the piercing of my hand now that scripture says that i have engraven you on the palm of my hand and then when you look at this scripture you know what that engraving is it is the nails that pierced his hands that is how he has engraved you on the palm of his hand it's actually speaking about redemption so it is the nail that has pierced his hand so what he's saying here is that this nail you know let me explain something to you when jesus rose from the dead 
he rose with those nails as you can see this is john 20. he has already risen from the dead but guess what those prints were still in his hands the nail wounds were healed but they were still there as a sign of his payment so that those those prints of the nails were more like receipts of the payments that he made so forever when the father looks at looks at those hands he remembers the price that jesus paid not that he ever forgets but it's it's figurative this is what i'm saying so jesus had to rise up from the dead with those nails with his nail pierced hands as the receipts that is proof of what he has purchased for the believer that is proof of what he has done so when we talk about god wearing a tattoo it is actually the nail pierced hands of jesus that is the tattoo which is which points to something more intricate it points to something deeper than just the argument to be able to wear a tattoo it actually points to something more intricate which is the receipts for the payment of the price that jesus paid it says look the reason why you should believe is because you can pierce your hands right into my palm those nail prints are still there pierce your hand in my side the prints are still there it is proof that i am real it is proof that my price paid is real are you getting what i'm saying now pay attention to this this is very important so when isaiah says behold i have engraved you on the palm of my hand he's talking about the nail piercings it's an engraving that cannot be erased it's the proof of payment so isaiah was pointing to something that jesus was going to do when he rises up in his death burial and resurrection when he rises up from the dead with the proof of payments that he made glory to god this is so important with the proof of payments that he made so this is actually pointing to something more intricate something deeper than just an excuse to wear a tattoo this is actually pointing to redemption this is actually pointing to price paid this is actually pointing to purchase this is actually pointing to the fact that you know what you know i am forever before god why because he has engraven me on the palm of his hand how did he do that through the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ a price was paid and those nail pierced hands are the receipts of the price paid now this is powerful precious people this is powerful so the holes in the hand of jesus is the tattoo that isaiah is talking about when isaiah says blow i have tattooed you on the palm of my hand it is a forever print forever imprint that cannot be erased that's what tattoos are forever imprints that cannot be erased even though they are temporary tattoos today but a real tattoo cannot be erased so what this scripture is actually pointing to that is deeper is that look i have paid the price that cannot be erased i have purchased something that cannot be removed i have i have the receipt of payment for a life that my people are qualified to live that cannot be erased and all of the disciples were actually you know introduced to this as a reality as forerunners of what we too will come into 
because it was john said that which we have seen we have taught our hands have handled concerning the word of life that's what we bring to you so we we are we have come into a redemptive story that people touched that people handled that people saw glory to god so it's talking about something deeper now let me let me continue so the holes in the hand of jesus in his resurrection is the tattoo that isaiah is talking about it is the receipt of payments it it points to the fact that the requisite price necessary for the payment has been made glory to god so you can actually put john 20 27 25 to 27 together with isaiah 49 and just see a direct fulfillment of isaiah's prophecy and then we can go back to isaiah and then hear the narrative so the narrative in isaiah is god is telling zion i cannot forget you why because there are imprints i have engraved you i have tattooed you on the palm of my hand so where did the nails go the nails went to the palm of his hand so what god was saying to israel which jesus is saying to the believer is that because of the price that jesus paid and because there is a receipt that is proof of that payment god can never forget you he can never abandon you he can never do you understand what i'm saying he can never forget you so when you now go back which is what we're going to do in a bit when you now go back to the isaiah scripture and you now begin to look at it again you now begin to see that god was giving the children of israel proof of why he cannot forget them and then he went on to give them the benefits or the profits of this proof which is i have engraved you on the palm of my hand now you see if you and i make if you and i argue from now till tomorrow like i've just told you now that wearing tattoos can never be a sin because christ has abolished the law which i read the first one you see but now if you and i agree that wearing a tattoo okay is not a sin how does that bless you how does it bless you how does it prosper you you know how does it make your life better well if if we both have an argument or you or imagine you have an argument with an unbeliever or with a religious person and it's about tattoos and you know that there's nothing wrong with wearing tattoos god will never condemn you um you never come into condemnation for putting on a tattoo i mean i can go put on a tattoo tomorrow if i want you see but when we when we finish the argument how does it bless me how does it you know how does it deepen my conviction how does it you know prosper me how does it soothing me how does it cause me to have peace it doesn't just the same way people can have an argument about whether to drink alcohol or not to drink alcohol and all of that and then you see it doesn't bless anybody if we if you win the argument that we're supposed to drink alcohol and all of that how does it bless you that the water that jesus turned to wine was alcoholic how does that bless you you see but what blesses you is that when jesus is in a space good wine that is supposed to take a long time i mean vintage wine takes a hundred years to produce that if jesus is in that space he can compress time and make it in a, in one fell swoop 
now that blesses you now that increasing increases your faith now that increases your confidence in this case you know somebody is struggling in this case that we're talking about somebody is struggling with you know god has forgotten me god has forgotten me and then jesus comes to tell you no look look at the nails in my hands look at the nails in my hands look at my side it's impossible for me to forget you with these receipts ever before me it's impossible for me to forget you now you know what this blesses you you would be fed you would be happy you would be healed you will be whole you will be joyful because now this blesses you so we don't look to scripture write this down very important we don't look to scripture for a law to keep jesus has accomplished all the laws we look to scripture to see jesus revealed it is only when jesus is revealed that we are blessed we are fed we are happy we are joyful we are full of hope we are full of a confident expectation we are made whole we are healed we are prospered we are elevated glory to god forevermore so i have engraved you on the palm of my hand is actually speaking about redemption price it's actually speaking about his nail pierced hands it's actually speaking about the receipt of payments all right now you know the interesting thing is many times people don't forget something that they've paid for now you may forget but people also don't forget something that they paid for that was really expensive if it was really really expensive they hardly forget and now it is actually the reason why they don't forget is because there is value attached to what they paid for the value of the thing makes it hard to forget oh that's good the value of something makes it hard to forget oh this is so precious all right this is so precious so this has got nothing to do with anything this has got to do with redemption price the price paid that cannot be erased it says look i have engraved you it's a permanent engravement on the palm of my hand it's a redemption engravement it cannot be erased meaning the price jesus paid cannot be erased it means that god cannot forget you and that truth cannot be erased wow this is powerful this is powerful it's it has more intricate meanings than just wearing a tattoo it is that god cannot forget you now i have answered the question it would never be wrong it would never be a sin for a believer to wear a tattoo jesus has cancelled out all the requirements of the law and he has paid for it but this this blesses you this causes your eyes to just pop this causes your face to be radiant this causes you you know they look to him and their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed this causes your face to be radiant it causes you to be just be beaming with so much joy you understand because god cannot forget you wow that's so remarkable that's so remarkable so this is what blesses you this is what prospers you the reason god cannot forget you or the reason why god cannot forget about you is because jesus paid for it let's go back very quickly to that isaiah 40 49 scripture i hope you're being blessed this is so amazing and this is real beautiful stuff i mean i have not heard this preached anywhere i mean as i was preparing this and this is not to say 
um originality is what we're always seeking for i mean i preach what other people preach all the time but i'm just saying as i was preparing to respond to this question the holy spirit opened my eyes and showed me these things that i'm sharing with you now so let's go back to isaiah 49 and then we'll just read beautifully and you just see how this blesses you from verse 16 so let's look at what it says it says behold i have engraving you wow on the upon the palm of my hands this is the tattoo it is the redemption price the nail pierced hands that is the tattoo that god is wearing and it says that your walls are continually before me in other words your borders your territory is continually before me in other words i keep watch over you let's look at it continue it says thy children shall make haste thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee verse 18 lift up thine eyes round about and behold all these gather themselves together and come to thee as i live says the lord thou shalt surely clothe thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all as with an ornament and bind them on thee as a bride do it you know what god is saying here all of these things that has surrounded you that is causing you trouble that is causing you to feel as though i have forgotten you you're going to wear them like a cloth in other words you would have defeated them so when when he says wearing them like a cloth it's actually pointing to the fact that you have gained victory over them you have defeated them that's why you can now wear them as a cloth and what he's saying is that my presence with you the fact that i have not forgotten you is what's going to aid you to your victory you see this is powerful verse 19 for thy for thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants and they that swallow thee up shall be far away you see that the children which thou shalt have after thou hast lost the other shall again say in thy ears the place is too straight for me give me a place that i may dwell in other words look this place is too small god is expanding them why because he hasn't forgotten them let's continue verse 21 then thou shalt say in thy heart who has begotten me this seeing i have lost my children and i am desolate and i am captive and removing to and fro and who has brought up these behold i was left alone these where had they been verse 22 thus says the lord god behold i will lift up mine hand to the gentiles and set up my standard to the people and they shall bring thy sons into thy into their arms and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders and kings shall be thy nursing fathers and queens thy nursing mothers and they shall bow down to thee with their faces towards the earth and lick up the dust of your feet and thou shalt know that i am the lord for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me do you see the conversation so he's saying based on the fact that i have not forgotten you there is a price that has been paid you are engraving on the palm of my hand it's not just that your name is engraving on the palm of his hand no it is redemption price paid that is on the palm of his hand now what it means is this every single person on the face of the earth 
has allotments oh boy this is so good has inheritance allotments that is in their name that is in the nail pierced hands of jesus in other words there are things that are allocated to you that jesus paid for in his piercing healing health provision prosperity abundance your boldness the manifestations of the spirit jesus paid for them their allotments in your name that you should enjoy because jesus has paid for them so every time your eye sees his nail pierced hands put your hand in my in my palm put your hand in my side it is confirmation that the price has been paid and has been accepted and now inheritance has been delivered so it's more than a tattoo but to answer your question there would never be anything wrong with a believer wearing a tattoo now this is not my opinion this is scripture now let me go to other um i haven't responded to your question the way the spirit of god will have me respond and that you just see how this blesses you that you look to scripture not to not for laws to keep but for christ revealed you look to scripture not for laws to keep but for christ revealed that's why jesus did not come to make bad people good he came to make dead people live and when we live we reign glory to god you see so now that you understand this let's now talk about some of some of the other things so now that you know that um it is not a sin for you to put on a tattoo my advice would be if you need to if you, first of all all things are lawful not all things are expedient you know you don't have to put on a tattoo okay but if you want to and you need to make sure you know if you look at even the levitical scripture it says don't put a tattoo in honor of the dead or to worship the dead and all of that so don't don't do anything that you know um that puts you in danger that's all i'm gonna say do your tattoo it's fine but don't do anything that puts you in danger because from a medical perspective when people go to put those tattoos um sometimes they have ripple effects they have ripple effects so if you have to make sure that you go to a very conducive place make sure you go to a place that has the highest standards make sure you ask all the questions what are the repercussions what what are the health effects what are the you know side effects of having a tattoo how does this impact on my body when i when when i when i start getting older or when i start getting advanced in age you see those are questions you want to ask don't go to any quack place or any type of place and i'm speaking to everybody not just the ask the person who asked the question don't just go to any quack place to just go because i mean you've heard that it's not a scene to put a tattoo so uh has a la vista baby you know go to wherever needs to you know i mean it's you understand no 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 you look for the right place you look for places that have standards you look for so you don't bring harm or danger to your health or to your body you know you want to do your research properly and all of that but hey will it ever be a sin for you to put on a tattoo no and i pray that this blesses you beyond you know jesus can the father can never forget you because the receipts of jesus's payment are ever before him and that's something 
that should bless you. Praise God forevermore. All right, let's go into the next question. And what's your next question now? I need to look for it. Your next question says, your next question says, I'd like to know, I'd like to ask if it is possible for one to have two dreams or purpose. I'm sure you mean two purposes in life. And how can you identify them? And if you have identified them, how can you balance them? As you mean, they are both not linked to each other and require a lot of focus on both to achieve the dream or career path. Now, let me, I understand your question and I want to answer it with the word of God. Okay. So I understand your question very well. So let's, let's make a distinction between purpose and individual dreams. A person can only have one purpose and that is to make Jesus to reveal Jesus to unveil Jesus to make Jesus known everybody on the face of the earth every believer a believer can only have one purpose and what is that purpose to um, the ministry of reconciliation so let, let's go to scripture so that we're speaking the one purpose Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 2. You would understand this by the time I finish. You would get it. I tell you. I promise you. You would get it. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2. What did Paul say? He says, For I determined to know, I determined not to know anything amongst you save Christ and Him crucified. This was Paul speaking. I determined to know nothing amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. Um, the NIV says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So we can see Paul had dreams. Paul was a lawyer, he was educated as a lawyer, he had all of those things. But the believer has one primary purpose to make Jesus known, to make the ministry of reconciliation get to the ends of the earth. Okay, let's look at another scripture Galatians. 6 and verse 14 Galatians 6 and verse 14 okay it says but God forbid Galatians 6 14 KJV it says but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world you see so one purpose that I should boast. If I am going to boast, it should be in the cross of our Lord Jesus alone. So Paul made that his purpose. Now let's look at the NIV. It says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Look at Tipiti. Tipiti says, May I may my only boast be found in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him I have been crucified to this natural realm, and the natural realm is dead to me and no longer dominates my life. Do you see? Do you see what I'm talking about? So a believer has only one purpose, and that purpose is the ministry of reconciliation. The one purpose of the believer is unveiling Jesus, unveiling Christ. Let's look at two other scriptures. First Corinthians 1 and verse 23. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 23. Look at what it says. 
he says but we preach christ crucified unto the jews a stumbling block and unto the greeks foolishness so this is what paul was about i determined to know nothing amongst you except christ and him crucified you see what i'm saying we preach christ crucified you see what i'm saying that's all he was about now final scripture second corinthians 5 and verse 18 second corinthians 5 and verse 18 let's look at it it says and all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself by jesus christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation so the believer's primary purpose the believer's number one purpose the believer's basic purpose is the ministry of reconciliation so we have one purpose now the purpose write this down the purpose is to make jesus known the purpose is the ministry of reconciliation that is every believer's purpose paul said it and that must be what it is jesus lived it he demonstrated it the apostles demonstrated it now the primary purpose of the believer is the ministry of reconciliation however there will be many means there will be many vehicles so the purpose of the believer is the ministry of reconciliation you want to write that down that's the purpose of the believer the message of the believer is the gospel the gospel the gospel of our lord jesus christ the message but there are many means so there are many means you see oh boy i wish i could i could i could put this before you so there are many means there are many vehicles there is one purpose but there are different vehicles for some the vehicle can be business for another the vehicle can be um career for another the vehicle can be platforms that has been created maybe in tech in fintech in this in medicine in science and technology in this and that and that but everything is geared towards one purpose the same way the man who is not saved who has an lgbt cause his entire mind when he works in google he uses his resources to push his cause when he does something for apple he uses resources to push his cause that's that's the same way the believer is primarily meant to champion the cause of christ to put our money where our faith is but now there'll be different vehicles the different means business this that 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 and there will be different dreams but there is one purpose so i dream to do this in fact i want to call those dreams cravings if you've ever if you've hung around us for a bit you know what this so cravings and cravings can either be personal or kingdom but i would say that they should be both and i would say that they should be more kingdom than just personal cravings you see but paul did not lose out for saying i determined to know nothing amongst you except christ and him crucified he didn't lose out he gained praise god he gained he says all things that you know i counted but but loss for the excellency of knowing christ so he called it an excellent thing to know christ and him crucified he counted every other thing as loss so to answer your question a person a believer has just one purpose but there are many dreams and there are, you, you you can be multi 
talented and multifaceted in your in your disposition but you see just because a person is multi-talented does not mean that they, they they should do everything at the same time so what i'm going to explain is your purpose is the the ministry of reconciliation the vehicles can be your business can be your career can be the platforms that god has given you but the purpose must be one now you see a lot of christian believers forget their purpose that's why they get carried away when they get into certain spaces you see the occult man never forgets what his intention is and the believer should never forget so let me wrap up by saying this always focus on establishing one thing first you might have dynamic abilities you might have you know dynamic potentials but my own personal advice is always focus on establishing one thing first hit it well then let that one thing that you have established become the platform for birthing other things that's the first thing the second thing is now let me tell you this if you believe that you can do four five things at the same time and be skilled at all of them then no problem but then the question i'm going to ask you is did you send yourself or are you in step with the holy spirit you see because if you're in step with the holy spirit there are seasons there's time for everything you know there are seasons when you tell you know what i think it's time for you to start pushing this now but if you're the one who sent yourself you can do 50 things at the same time but i can tell you that what people say this is just my own personal opinion if you think you can do five six seven eight nine things at the same time and you can be successful at all of them oh kudos to you all well and good but i will advise that you build one first let it gain some kind of stability then out of that one begin to push the others this is going to be my own personal advice okay however don't confuse your purpose with dreams your purpose is to to, is jesus is christ-centered your purpose is the ministry of reconciliation the dreams are the numerous tools and vehicles that god is going to give you to be able to champion the cause of christ so let me use myself as an example there anybody who knows me knows that they are i'm a multifaceted person but at a particular season in my life i have stayed focused on pastoring the blueprint church that's all i've been doing establishing this work okay but now the time is coming for other things the time is coming to push out you know um um the daily devotional the time is coming to push out i am certain the time is coming to start doing our city tours the time is coming to start doing chocolate conference you know so but i couldn't have been pursuing all of these things at the same time one had to be established first and also you must realize that you have to be in step with the holy spirit because he's the one that put all of these abilities inside you and he knows the appropriate time for each one to come out so i would say to you stay building one professionally beauty well and then all the other ones will follow but now let me say this as i move on make a decision in your heart that the the vehicle 
that is pushing all these other things is the gospel the the vehicle the the i don't know how to put it let me explain to you you will run faster okay with the gospel as the propelling force because god has designed that cities will open to the gospel so those who are bearers of the gospel will move faster than those who are peddling personal agenda it's just the secrets those who are who have uh, so let me put it like this there's a way i put it a couple of years ago i want to i want to try attempt to put it like that again so the gospel is the gas okay the gospel is the gas the gospel is the accelerator okay the god yeah that's a word the gospel is the accelerator your ambition or your personal ambition is so let, let's let's do it like this imagine you have a car and you have a gallon you have a jerry can full of fuel okay and then you have a car that has fuel imagine that that car is the gospel or that car is the gospel right and then your fear is in the boots of the car okay that fear is your career is your business is your anything it's in the boot of the car wherever the car goes which is the gospel the fear will go but don't make the fear don't make the fear the real thing when you step your foot on the gas and you are moving and you're driving the pace at which the car which is the gospel goes is the pace at which your career is going to find fulfillment remember that your career or your business is the fuel the gospel is the car so goes the car so goes the fuel if the car goes fast into a city the fuel goes fast into a city the gospel is the opener of the matrix then your 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 ambition comes out but the gospel is what opens cities i guess what i'm saying the gospel is what opens cities god has designed that every city will need the gospel every city may not need your skill but every city needs the gospel so if you make the gospel the front burner and every other thing follows it's going to really help you so don't do a lot of things at the same time focus on one thing after the other it really help you praise god forever i've answered the question accurately the lord be praised amen and amen now we have another question here we have another question here from our dear onye when you ask a question and she says the scripture says dear pod i trust that you are well sir scripture says if any man is in christ jesus he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are new that is once a person places his or her faith in christ jesus they immediately begin to live the life the christ life this is a beautiful reality can you expatiate on this reality sir okay so second corinthians 5 and verse 
and verse 17 says gives us the answer and i want to i want to really just dwell on this so let's go there second corinthians chapter number five and verse 17 it says therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away and behold all things are become new now you see this is very very important when a man puts his faith in jesus christ one of the things that you must realize is that that man becomes a brand new species it is very important that man becomes a brand new species that has never existed before the day he received eternal life into his spirit was the day he began to exist in reality and all that he all that he was before that day no longer exists the record that god has of him starts from listen let me explain the record that god has of this man starts from god and then flows to god in other words this man all of his past is completely erased it starts from as clean as he was when god created him to as clean as he is now that he's in christ Woo, glory to god does that make sense to anybody now let me tell you the new creation is not another chance <laughs> the new creation is not a second chance it's not another chance to get it right it's not a second chance to get it right the new creation is not a chance the new creation is not god is giving you another chance to get it right no the new creation does has never existed so he, he doesn't need any chance he has never existed before it's not a second chance no it's a brand new species so god is not giving you a second chance to get it right because you're now a believer no 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 you've gotten it right and you stay right till jesus comes you 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 cannot miss it so this is a different kind of life the new creation is a different kind of life it's not a second chance it's not another chance to get something right no it's a different kind of life powered by new realities you want to write that down it's a different kind of life it is called eternal life powered by new realities you understand it is the entrance of the god life that makes everything that a person has done before now invalid it is the entrance of the god life that makes everything else that a person has done before now invalid so the new creation is not a second chance the new creation all right has no past that is not god the new creation does not have a past that is not god the past of the new creation is god the present of the new creation is god the future of the new creation is god wow this is powerful i guess what i'm saying he has never existed before this is the first time we are seeing the new creation and we are seeing him in christ jesus that's why scripture says from now second corinthians 5 says from now henceforth we do not know any man after the flesh look i've said some very powerful things here the new creation is does not is not getting a second chance to get anything right the new creation does not have a past that is not god let's look at galatians 2 
let's look at galatians 2 20 and 21 galatians chapter number 2 20 and 21 look at what it says it says i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me i do not frustrate the grace of god for if righteousness come by the law then christ died in vain you know what you know what you know what paul is saying here it is not i that live but christ lives in me the life that i live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god in other words i'm living the son of god's life and this life does not have a past that was cruel does not have a past that was sinful does not have a past that was you understand the believer is not a renovation the believer is not a second chance to get it right there's no way you haven't gotten it right as a new creation you've gotten it a hundred percent right praise god forevermore so the new creation does not have a past that is not god the past of the new creation is god the present of the new creation is god the future of the new creation is god the past of the new creation is eternal life the present of the new creation is eternal life the future of the new creation is eternal life you see people have a struggle with this because you still have a memory you still have a mind so you remember that you lied yesterday you still have a mind but god doesn't have a memory of you in your flesh he doesn't have a memory of you in sin he doesn't have a memory of you in failure he doesn't have a memory of you in mistake let me tell you god does not have a memory of you as falling he doesn't have a memory of you as wanting he doesn't have a memory of you as falling the only memory of that god has of you is the new creation is that of eternal life you have never existed before now this thing that has happened to your spirit this new creation that has become your spirit your mind has to catch up that's why we educate your mind with the word of god we educate your mind with the word of righteousness we educate your mind to catch up with the spiritual reality your mind knows that you sinned yesterday your mind knows that you used to be a fraud your mind knows that you used to be a liar your mind knows that you used to sleep around but your spirit is forever brand new before god so what what does teaching what does education because this is actually what education is what does education do for your mind education what education does to your mind is to bring transformation to your mind so that your mind can now begin to display the realities of the spirit so that in the in the place of your personality that is in the section of your personality the word of god now begins to have influence on your personality so you know yourself as one thing god has made you another in in your spirit as a new creation now through teaching through study through exposing the word of god we bring that reality into your mind i don't have the time i would have said james 1 21 you want to look at that you know we receive the word of god with meekness that is able to save our soul that's the problem many people have they think that because they remember all the things that they, they've done wrong and all that they think that it was a renovation no there is the new creation prior to being 
the new creation has never existed before it was a brand new man that was created the day you put your faith in christ jesus and this brand new man does not have a past that is sinful does not have a future that is sinful doesn't have a present that is sinful this brand new man his past is god his future is god his present is god thank you dear lord jesus so i hope that that answers your question i hope that that answers your question also sir what steps can a person take to grow in and walk in increased consciousness of this i'll answer that and that answer is in first corinthians 15 from verse 1 first corinthians 15 and verse 1 look at what it says it says moreover brethren i declared unto you the gospel which i preached unto you which also ye received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what i preached unto you unless you have believed in vain you see that so how do we ensure what's that your question again it says how can a person grow in the conscious in how can a person grow in and walk in increased consciousness of it well the answer is always keep it in memory keep what christ has done in memory that is that's how you are saved if you keep in memory so keep in memory that's number one keep in memory number two submit yourself to anointed christ-centered teachings that's why you have to be part of a local church submit yourself to christ anointed christ-centered teachings very important so grow in the consciousness of this you also have to be a person of prayer a person of prayer a person who takes time to mingle the truth that they know in the place of prayer so this is how our consciousness increases we keep in memory we are students of the word we love to hear the word of god taught, and we are a people of prayer now we also study the word of god for ourselves we study god's word for ourselves we hear the word preached and we study the word of god for ourselves this is how you can continue in the consciousness i'm going to use a, a, a practical example i don't know how many of you happen to but if it happened to you I, I just want you to comment oh yes it did during the social media week when we were doing jesus is for me if it happened to you that during that week your mind was full of the consciousness that jesus is for you and you you were conscious about it you were you knew about it your mind was full of that consciousness if that happened to you then this is how we gain the victory you see this is how we gain the victory by doing contemporary things like that you know we gain the victory we stay reminded of what christ has done praise god forevermore so this is how you you increase in the consciousness put it forever before your eyes praise god forevermore i want to say thank you to everyone who has asked their questions today we have one more saturday one more wednesday um of this beautiful experience before we call it a wrap now i'm imagining that the questions people are asking is a reflection of their thoughts is a reflection of where they are i'm i'm hoping that people are asking questions that reflects you know the things they want to see in their lives or the things they are they they want to enter into in terms of revelation in terms of knowledge in terms of you know the the workings of the spirit um 
this is important that you ask a question that is actually also symbolic of of you know your your educatedness and how you want to practically use the word of god in your everyday life precious spirit of living god thank you for the time we have spent in the teaching of the word we believe that someone has been blessed and someone has been prospered we decree and declare that the truth of the word becomes our reality the truth of the word has become our reality we are functioning in the truth of your word thank you because we are new made brand new never existed before we do not have a past or a future that is not you hallelujah our past present and future is you oh glory to god it's your possibilities we are of god and we are kings and we reign in life glory to god we rule in life glory to god we are thriving in life we are flourishing in life glory to god we have god who is love we have god with whom nothing is impossible glory to god we are of god hallelujah we are kings and we reign in life mate kobara bilageskos kazi vandra diges Zokšto, Bate Kotowski, Zabara, Mandra Digas Ketapande, Zukata, Kiate, Mente Kepiata. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We decree that your favor is upon everyone here and great grace is upon us. Thank you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. It trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Share.